today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The ongoing story in Ottawa these days, besides settling strikes, uh, is uh, the, the revelation that apparently a Canadian security service had actually uncovered uh, some information, some rather troubling information, that that a, a member of parliament and his family uh, were under threat from, well, they say, foreign in, interests, uh, Chinese interests, quite specifically. We're talking, of course, about Michael Chong. And uh, he says that, uh, well, it's just all after the fact because he didn't even know about this. Apparently nobody told him, nobody in the government told him, nobody in the security services told him. That's their story anyway. But uh, Mr. Chong says that uh, it's a rather troubling revelation. This shows an appalling breakdown in leadership on part of the prime minister. The prime minister and the prime minister alone is responsible for the machinery of government. And for the prime minister not to know about this, not to be interested in this, I think indicates, uh, calls into question uh, the PMO's handle on the machinery of government. Uh, understandably upset, as you might expect. And, and this has been bollied back and forth during question period over the last couple of days. Uh, Warren Kinsella writes about this in the Toronto Sun today, too. Uh, the piece uh, says Michael Chong's scandal bigger than the others Trudeau has faced. And uh, Warren joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Uh, this is just one after another, Warren, of, of these indications about this this huge disconnect here between our security and, and intelligence services and the government. What's going on here? Well, I guess it, it requires us all to believe, um, as the Prime Minister claimed yesterday, it requires us to believe that the National Intelligence Gathering Service gathered intelligence and then didn't tell the Prime Minister. And... I, I, you know, honestly, Bill, I just don't think anybody believes that. You know, CSIS is part of the government. They are answerable to Parliament. They're answerable to their minister and to the Prime Minister. And the Prime Minister's own Chief of Staff gave evidence before a parliamentary committee just a few days ago saying, yes, she receives briefings from CSIS and from intelligence agencies. He now expects us to believe well, actually, in the case of this conservative member of parliament and his family who are facing threats and intimidation and harassment by China, he didn't know about that. And, like, you can't have it both ways here. Either you do know or you don't. And I believe he does know, and he's not telling the truth about what he knows. And, and this is where the, I think people are getting confused about this, because I, I remember Katie Telford's testimony to the committee uh, looking into foreign interference just a couple of weeks ago and said, not only does she get all these briefings from CSIS, but he reads them all. He's, the prime minister reads them all. He, uh, because remember, at that time, there were accusations, oh, he's not even paying attention to what's going on. He doesn't even read the briefings. And she says, oh, yes, he does. He reads everything. Well, how did this slip through everybody's fingers then, if, if in fact it did slip through? Yeah, and, you know, I'm trying to think of uh, an excuse he could have possibly used. Maybe the report was written last Friday, and maybe he only learned about it when he saw it in the media on Monday. But that's not the case. The report about the Chinese regime's campaign to harass and threaten and intimidate the Chong family, both in Canada, back in Hong Kong, that was written, Bill, in July of 2021. Like, it's two years old, this report. Does he actually expect us to believe in all of that time, nobody from CSIS picked up the phone and spoke to someone in his office or him or his minister of global affairs or his solicitor general or his public safety minister? Like, they were sitting on a report 
saying that a member of parliament and a Canadian citizen, a group of Canadian citizens who deserve protection from their government, do they actually expect us to believe nobody let them know about it? Like nobody believes it. And this has been the problem consistently with Trudeau and his circle throughout this Chinese, inter- Chinese interference scandal. You know, he will make a denial and then it'll turn out not to be true. And it's a pattern of behavior that goes back to SNC Lavalin, which he called a, you know, a false allegation and the Aga Khan and so on and so forth. And it, you know, I, I just don't think anybody believes him anymore. Well, the other common thread through all of this too, Warren, as you wrote in, in your piece, uh, is is the the almost a cavalier attitude that that this you know prime minister and and his his cabinet, quite frankly, take towards uh, the threat of Chinese interference. He just every time a report has come out, and there've been a number of them now that have been leaked from CSIS, uh, he doesn't seem to pay much attention to it. Just oh, this is no big deal. Much you do about nothing. Yeah, and that so that raises the question: Why? Why would he take that position? Why would he say that China is not a threat? Well, then that's why her eyes have turned to the Trudeau Foundation, which is named after his father. And one of the people who runs it is his brother, Sasha Trudeau, who testified before Parliament yesterday. And, you know, Sasha Trudeau, his brother said, well, we've got nothing to worry about with Chinese interference. And then admitted under questioning by members of Parliament that he himself, Sasha Trudeau, the prime minister's brother, was personally and intimately involved in receiving a $200,000 pledge from a Chinese front company. So, you know, China does have an interest in influencing the perspectives and the views and the decisions of Justin Trudeau, you know, whether it's through his brother or through the Trudeau Trudeau Foundation or God knows what else. They are interested in influencing his decision-making and it looks like they have, like it looks like they've been successful, whether it's, you know, petitioning to get a certain candidate um, made into a liberal candidate in the election in 2019 and 2021 or money to the Trudeau Foundation or whatever. China, as successive you know, federal governments have been warned for years, China has Canada in its sights and has been focused on influencing our democracy. And Trudeau, I think more than any prime minister we've had during all that time, is just completely disinterested in the threat that it poses. And, you know, if we go back not too far in history, too, I mean, you know, we, we were the last of the G7 nations to actually uh, tell Huawei, go away. We're not going to you're not going to be you know, our, our, our server, uh, you know, when it comes to, to all the, the new technologies that are going on, the 5G, et cetera. Uh, and, and much to the chagrin of our course of our other five ice partners, because who had all said this and immediately we, we seem to drag our heels on this. But Warren, even if. You know, give these guys the benefit of the doubt and say maybe maybe they didn't think there was any any serious threat here. Even if they did think that and have thought that in the past, has there not been a body of evidence presented over the last few months, especially, to indicate that, that maybe there is and maybe they should change their attitude? Well, the, everybody should go and ask the two Michaels. Pick up the phone and ask them: Is the Chinese regime a threat to Canadians and Canadian interests? And I think we all know what their answer would be. They would say yes. They illegally and illicitly imprisoned two Canadian citizens who had done nothing wrong because the Trudeau government finally acted against Huawei and its spying activity and one of its executives. But like Bill, you know, forget about all of that. Like, so Trudeau, okay, he's claiming that he didn't know. Well, he himself created a committee back in 2017 called the National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians. 
and it has representation from all the major political parties. And you don't hear a lot about it because it does fine work and it works in quiet and it looks at secret security documents and interviews senior security officials. That's its job that, you know, they could have ensured that the Chong situation was brought to the attention of that committee, but that didn't happen. Like the possibility here is either Trudeau is not telling us the truth about what he knew and when he knew it, or his government is completely incompetent and has got a rogue intelligence agency that has basically cut him out of the loop. Either way, that's a bad situation. That's bad for a democracy. And it's why I think, as you pointed out a minute ago, some of our allies uh, you know, around the world, the Brits and the Australians and the Americans, are cutting us out of important decision-making about national security and national defense. Well, and as a comparator, I mean, look at the story from last week where, uh, you know, the, the situation in New York, uh, where they found some of these Chinese police stations, quote unquote, uh, that were operating there. Uh, and they acted swiftly on this. I mean, you know, the, the diplomats were asked to leave the country. Uh, the ones that weren't diplomats that were involved in this were were, char- were charged. Uh, and yet we just seem to, you know, whistle past all of this stuff and say, you know, nothing going on here. And my colleague, Brian Lilly of Post Media, wrote about that very issue this morning. Yeah. The individual, the diplomat who oversaw and led the campaign against the Chong family, not just this conservative member of parliament, member of the opposition, like citizens like who don't deserve any of this, members of his family. It was led by a, a Chinese diplomat who's still operating out of the Chinese consulate in Toronto. Like as Pierre Polyev and many others have said, why is that individual still not here, is still here? Why have they not been declared persona non grata and told to leave Canada? That person is still here. And again, you know, that's a failure of the Trudeau government's obligation, its duty to protect Canadian citizens. And, and I know when that first started and it came to, to light and, and you and, and Brian and others wrote about this, uh, the, the immediate reaction from the government seemed to be, look, at, we, we don't want to paint all, all Chinese Canadians with the same brush. Well, that was never the intention, and nobody ever said that. They're talking about, uh, you know, nefarious actions by people representing the Communist Party of China. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it, when they respond like that, it's they that are trying to group everybody at the same place. That's not, that is unfair. It's Chinese Canadians who are the target of this activity more than anybody else. It's Chinese Canadians who are being actually surveyed by these secret or uh, behind-the-scenes police uh, bureaus that are being set up from Vancouver to, to Montreal. There's secret police bureaus being set up by the Chinese government to follow around and, and conduct intelligence, and in some cases intimidation, on Chinese-Canadian citizens. Chinese Canadians are the victims more than anybody else of this activity, and you know Trudeau's betrayal to to Canadians, I believe in this case, is more than anybody else a, a betrayal of those people. Well, and uh, we just played the clip from Mr. Chong, of course, just before you jumped on with us here too. And uh, he's he's obviously upset. I mean, there was an indication from some of the MPs yesterday that no, it's, it's you know he's a he's a good guy, and you know this is an oversight, and it's never never going to happen again. I, if if my family was threatened and I found out about it after the fact, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to drop that right away. I don't think he will either. Uh, Warren, I know how busy it is for you today. Thank you for spending some time with us today. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, my friend. Take care. Take care. Warren Kinsella, former special assistant to Jean Chrétien and uh, war room director for Dalton McGiddy. Uh, the three elections that uh, Mr. McGiddy won as uh, premier of this province.
uh, it was Warren, who was, uh, again, a senior advisor to that as well. So he knows the insides of politics, uh, which I guess is why he's so frustrated about what he sees and hears about what's happening over the last couple of months. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.